On today's Hashi, I'm discussing higher interest rates and recent outlooks from Fannie Mae and Mortgage Banker Association. Today is Tuesday, September 19th, 2023. I am Byron Lazine, and the hot sheet starts now. Good morning. Let me know in the comments which market you are tuning in live from if you're here on the live stream and leave us a comment if you're on the replay let us know what you think about this hot sheet tomorrow by the way just in case you're not here until the end of today's show tomorrow will be the first day that markets are open that we need to take the hot sheet off bobby our lead producer at bam has every single one of our producers right here in naples florida where i am sitting for tomorrow's bam camp so everybody's going to be uh, having a role at BAM camp tomorrow, and we won't be able to produce the hot sheet. Uh, it's just impossible. So we'll, we'll be back on Thursday to talk about the Jerome Powell and the FOMC meeting. I see in the comments, Jody is celebrating a birthday from OKC. Wish Jody a happy birthday in the live chat as well. Happy birthday, Jody. Hope you have a great day. And uh, we're getting ready for BAM camp here. But before we do that, we've got to know what's happening in housing this is why the hot sheet exists we take a 24-hour look back on housing every single day and with that we've got to focus in on the rates it's obviously top of mind this week as jerome powell and the fomc get together today and tomorrow he's gonna to have his press conference tomorrow afternoon he's trying to compete with bam camp i'll be catching up on it after the cocktail hour tomorrow and i'll be reporting on everything that they have to share about housing and moving forward with the benchmark rate on Thursday morning. But it's, it's a big topic. It's what the markets are watching this week. And it is particularly important for everybody in housing. It not only impacts uh, people's ability to purchase, but it just impacts everybody's financial situation from just average Americans trying to you know, plan on their finances through the next year and borrow money and be able to, you know, invest in things that they need to businesses, small and big alike. Uh, it's arguably the biggest question in economics right now, says Bloomberg. Uh, these higher interest rates, are they here to stay? Seems like they are. Uh, in textbook jargon, says Bloomberg, it all comes down to R star. Okay. And I want to put you guys to sleep. But written as R, just like, like think NAR with their little R logo, uh, in economic models, the long-term neutral interest rate that keeps inflation steady as central uh, the central bank's preferred pace of around 2%. That's what we're trying to get back down to right now. It's what the FOMC and Jerome Powell have said we're going to get to no matter what. No matter what, meaning if we need to have a hard landing to get there, which would mean recession and job loss. 2% is the target, and we're not changing or adjusting that, even though there have been arguments to say, well, what about 2.5% inflation? Maybe with all the money that we've printed uh, throughout all these years, maybe 2.5% would be good. No, the FOMC, Jerome Powell says it's 2%. That's the number. That's what we're going for, and only that. Well, in the decade or so after the 2008 financial crisis, the neutral rate dropped across developed, econo developed economies rather, as inflation remained generally subdued, even as central banks kept 
interest rates at historically low levels. Deepening globalization meant cheap TVs and clothes. Uh, while memories of the crisis kept consumers subdued and held businesses back from investments, putting a lid on demand. Right now, you're starting to see signs that businesses can't invest the way they want to going forward. In fact, there's a story in this Bloomberg piece uh, just about a uh, a small business uh, uh, dog and cat kennel in Santa Clarita. Okay, so Kelly was paying about $7,000 a month in interest when she took her SBA loan back in 2018. So this is before the COVID loans, okay? Uh, to expand a dog and uh, cat kennel in California. The business had good prospects. It had pedigree. It was founded in the 70s, okay? So it's been around a long time, not, not a startup small business, by the son of famed trainer whose dog Terry starred alongside Judy Garland in The Wizard of Oz, okay? So it did, ha it did have some notoriety. Now, after the Fed's 5.25 percentage point of interest rate hikes over the last year and a half, it's where we are today, the repayments on this loan went from $7,000 a month to $12,000 a month. And the outlook for this dog and cat kennel, people haven't stopped loving their dogs and cats, but there's a certain cap of what they can pay for this stuff. The outlook for this small business is bleak. You may know some stories in your local market of small businesses that are going through the struggle. Just walk around your local small businesses and take a look. Do they have more or less business than they had the last couple of years? Maybe it's the same, but are their expenses greater than they are the last couple of years? Are their borrowing costs greater to invest and grow the business and just to keep it operating more or less? Of course, their borrowing costs are more. That's across the board. Everybody's experiencing that from everyday Americans to big and small businesses. Rising interest rates are killing me, says Kelly from California, who runs the kennel with her husband and adult children. I have to find ways to cut this because if we don't, we're not going to survive another winter. How many businesses are in that position right now? And then how does that trickle down into your local economy and impact the buyers of real estate, the investors of real estate? How does it impact people who potentially need to sell and buy? There is going to be an impact. Housing is not, and end home prices are not bulletproof from what's going on around us. And the interest rate over time continues to put pressure on not only those prices, but the market conditions overall. We've seen a crash in housing the last year on transactions. Are we are we potentially going to see a crash or a crack in other areas of housing with this pressure that keeps mounting? You know, Jerome Powell often says, and he'll probably repeat it tomorrow afternoon when he does his press conference, that we have yet to see all of you know the outfall from these restrictive measures that they're putting on to the economy. He keeps saying, you know, there's more pain coming. He's continued that warning. Another warning that we should all uh, really internalize, especially in housing and prepare for this going into the winter, is that the U.S. rates are likely not only here to stay, but they may have further to go. There's a higher for longer, you know, belief that continues to strengthen here. This is showing you the Fed uh, funds rate, okay? 
mortgage affordability right now in the US is at an all time low. So over the next three to four months, I'd imagine that those that can still afford are going to be in a, in a much stronger position than they've been at any time in the last 24 months. So mortgage affordability, according to National Association of Realtors, it's at an all-time low. A value of 100 means that a family with a median income has exactly enough income to qualify for a mortgage on a median-priced home. A 120 value means that a family has 120% of the income necessary. We're below 100 really for the first time. And we're not only just below, we are well below 100 on the affordability measurement. We touched down on that marker in 2008 and then in the late 80s as well. Really, if you go back on this chart, we've always been well above. I mean, in the last 10 years, really, we've been above a 150 and touching 200 at times. So affordability, quite different as we sit here today. This is not a long-term you know, way to operate that is sustainable. Okay, so this is, in other words, this is not sustainable long term mortgage affordability where it is today. All right, uh, we'll go to those other charts here in just a second as we move into Fannie Mae's uh, financial outlook. Uh, we'll, we'll get there in, in just a second. Sorry, Bobby, I, that, that was my screwed up. We'll, we'll get to Fannie Mae here in just a second. I got a couple more topics on this uh, mortgage rate that I do want to cover. Of course, you can get all of our downloads like the couple I just showed you and uh, the other nine that we have on this show in BAMX. If you're a BAMX member, uh, you get access to all those. Use code HOT to get 10% off of BAMX. All right, Realtor.com. Uh, we covered a little bit from them yesterday. The October 1st through 7th is the best time to buy. Uh, th that's based off of data that they've collected due to these high interest rates and as well as the inventory. We covered that on yesterday's Hashi. Go take a, a listen. That first week in October might be the best time for buyers to buy. You might be thinking, well, we just went over how these rates are high and all of this. How could it be the best time to buy? Well, we're likely going to have the most inventory available for the rest of the year in that first week of October. We're starting to see price reductions in many markets. This is the same. It's like deja vu fourth quarter of last year. We saw price reductions in the fourth quarter of last year as we peaked out on rates. We saw days on market go up. And then January, February, spring market came back and agents forgot about that pain of the fourth quarter. There's pain coming in this fourth quarter. And there's a belief here, by the way, that we could have more pain going into the first quarter, unlike like what we saw last year. Okay. Why home affordability? Will remain a challenge. Well, it, it's the fact that uh, the median home prices are at four hundred thirty-five thousand, and that the interest rates continue to go up. We're going to get into some of the projections for where interest rates are going, uh, but they haven't softened up to what many have believed. And if they don't soften up, if mortgage affordability maybe doesn't improve, this might mean. Oh, I hate when this thing happens does that here. This might mean bad news for some of our politicians. There's a Bloomberg piece uh, covering that. Okay, let's go. Let me try to fix this. There we go. Uh, unbelievable. All right, Americans, I'll just read it off to you. Americans can barely afford homes, and that's a problem for the president, for Biden, that Americans can barely afford homes. This Bloomberg piece talks about 
the Milwaukee market swing, uh, the market rather, Milwaukee in a swing state, Wisconsin. Okay, housing affordability uh, declining now to the lowest level on record, as we mentioned, is hurting not only just regular Americans, but many voters in these swing states. The article uh, highlights the challenges faced by home buyers, rising home prices, limited inventory, and out-of-state investors buying homes to rent have made it difficult for many aspiring home buyers to find affordable properties. Okay, there's a growing share of millennial and Gen Z voters in a place like Milwaukee and other swing states as well. They're particularly affected by the housing affordability issues. Remember, uh, if, if you're going to focus on a demo that's not as impacted, it's the boomers. They've got a lot of money. They're not as impacted as what's going on right now on the whole. 70 million people control one-seventh of the world's wealth. If you, if you want to get clients that aren't going to be as stressed out, it's the boomers. But the millennials and the Gen Z are stressed out by this. They are having issues buying homes because of the unafford because of the the affordability issues rather. Okay. Uh, their turnout in upcoming elections is crucial for member for people like President Joe Biden, for uh the rest of the candidates. And by the way, on both sides of the aisle, I don't hear of anybody having a plan to, you know, a succinct plan to actually make affordability happen for American home buyers. Nobody's come up with one. So I, I would just imagine that, uh, you know, if somebody comes out with a plan, they could gain some votes. Okay. Uh, more here, here you go. Here's the, here's a chart I showed before the mortgage affordability in the U S is at the all time low. All right. Um, hopefully we'll get a plan there. It's got to, it's got to come down to, making deals with developers to build not rental apartments where we have a glut of inventory coming, but for sale units um, right now, because of the situation, builders can build at whatever price point they want because there's so little inventory, they can negotiate these rates down. Um, and by the way, they have to build at a high price point because it's just nearly impossible to uh, build anything that is affordable with where they are at today. All right, let's go now to the Fannie Mae uh, financial outlook. And then we have a mortgage bank banker association outlook on where they think the rates are going. They've adjusted this recently. So you definitely want to stick around for that. Housing faces mortgage rate headwinds as economic growth likely tampers. According to Fannie, Fannie Mae, we, they mean, maintain that their forecast for a modest economic contraction will happen in the first half of 2020. Four. Okay. So you heard a lot of this going into this year, uh, 2023. Could we have a recession? It's It's been pushed back, according to Fannie Mae, into 2024. Uh, this is attributed to unsustainable personal consumption levels. So the U.S. consumer is continuing to consume at a high level and their savings is dropping. We talked about in the Knowledge Brokers podcast on Friday. You can go check that out at Knowledge Brokers Podcast, where we go deeper on that topic. Okay. This is relative to incomes and the ongoing effects of monetary policy tightening. The forecast for 2023 real GDP has been upgraded to 2.2%. So I think we're going to grow this year when we close out at 2.2, but the growth outlook for 2024 remains unchanged. Fannie Mae predicts that the CPI will end the year around 3.1% and 4% in 2023. 
for top line and core measures, respectively. And in 2024, it's expected to slow further to 2.4% and 2.5%. So Fannie Mae, when they're looking at inflation, and we'll see if Powell talks about this tomorrow afternoon, doesn't think we get down to the 2.0% number on inflation until what, 2025? They've got 2.4 and 2.5 in 2024. That's a long way away to hit target. You know, we're sitting here in, in the end of 23. We're what a year and a half away from hitting target on inflation. As for the housing market, Fannie Mae says it's facing headwinds due to the mortgage rates uh, sitting above seven percent. Anytime we're above seven percent, the market start starts to uh, really tighten up even more. It's led to a slowdown in mortgage origination activity and home sales, with forecasts indicating the slowest annual pace of home sales since 2011. That's the crash that we've experienced. Is transactional crash. Uh, it comes down to educating more in your in your community, having more conversations. There's lower transactions. You've got to you've got to widen the reach. You've got to reach more people. You've got to help more people if you're in housing, uh, and help them for the long term. Right? Not everybody's going to be ready to transact. You're not going to increase transactions by pushing. You're going to increase transactions by widening the conversations that you have in your market. Originations, forecasted mortgage uh, originations for 23 have been revised down to 1.3 trillion uh, with the expectations of a rise to 1.4 trillion in 2024. So not a lot more mortgage originations, according to Fannie Mae, coming next year. Here's some uh, charts from their recent report that'll be available in the daily download on BAMX. You can become a BAMX member by using code HOT to get 10% off. Recent surge in consumption has not been supported by income growth. If you look all the way to the right, look at that personal consumption expenditure surge and real disposable personal income being down. That is an unsustainable situation right there. And you've, and you've probably read an article in the past that's talking about how much debt is growing for consumers and how much savings is dwindling. All right, discrepancy between GDP and GDI paints a mixed picture of the current economy. There's your GDP, and then your gross domestic income. Okay, all the way to the right, a uh, you know, showing a discrepancy between the two. This is much, you know, very much unlike what we saw in 2021. Uh, payroll gains have decelerated meaningfully as the labor market conditions start to cool. There is, while we haven't seen unemployment jump up, there are that we don't have uh, as competitive of a labor labor market as we experienced the 24 months prior to getting into quarter three of this year. Purchase mortgage applications are just above the lowest level since 1995. Okay, so mortgage demand. Lowest level since 95. Mortgage purchase applications and pending sales diverge as cash share of home sale sales rise. Okay, so uh, you do see a little rise in home sales. But when you look at this, uh, I mean, I'm talking about on cash sales. Um, it's it's not a huge it's not a huge jump. It's not like, OK, mortgage applications are down because everybody's buying cash. Not the case. Interest rates on new home purchases are being subsidized by builders. So they're taking advantage of this opportunity. You see there new homes versus existing homes. Uh, builders are in a unique position to 
capitalized. And here's the entire Fannie Mae uh, table, which gives you the percent change on GDP and their projections going forward, uh, as well as uh, some of the other financial outlooks. Those will all be available for you in the daily downloads. Okay, let's get into Mortgage Banker Association's outlooks. I, I think this is something that we all are paying close attention to. And I've been hoping Mortgage Banker Association will be right for a long time, but they keep adjusting each month in the wrong direction. Okay, so Mortgage Banker Association previously had us for quarter four of 2023 this year at 6.2%. They're now projecting 6.3. So it's going in the wrong direction. Now, granted, 6.2 or 6.3 for quarter four of 2023 is a full percent lower than where we are today. We'd all welcome that. If in fact they're right, um, and you've got more, you know, what, what realtor.com is reporting best time to buy is, is, you know, October this year for buyers. If you can get into six low sixes, you get more inventory and price reductions. There could be a little bit of a perfect storm for an opportunity. Those are the data points for people who have quit on the market that they should at least be informed about so they can make an educated decision on whether they're going to try to buy here in the fourth quarter or continue to sit out on the market. It, it's agent's duty to go ahead and do that because you don't capture a deal unless you're engaged in the market. I've never seen somebody get a deal by sitting out the market and one showing up on their doorsteps. It's up to real estate professionals to go bring those opportunities, the education and the deals forward into the marketplace. That's what the great agents are doing. So you see here quarter three, 2023, we've got 7% on Mortgage Banker Association. We're living in it. We know that. Uh, their new outlook for quarter four is 6.3%. It was previously 6.2. Okay, so what are, what are they telling us for 2024? Well, now they've got quarter four 2024 at 5.4%. That's great. That means we're going to be moving down over the next 12 to 15 months. Well, that number was previously 5%. So they've upgraded quarter four 24 to 5.4 off of five. Before that, the month in July, they had it down to 4.9. So Mortgage Banker Association is now saying, hey, higher rates for longer. They're pushing their outlooks up. They just went up almost a half a percent in the last 30 days for the end of 2024. Okay, well, what do they say about 2025? 2025, they're saying 5.1%. Well, 30 days ago, they were saying 4.6%. Before that, they were under 4.5%. Mortgage Banker Association, friends, is the most bullish outlook on 30-year fixed rates going forward. And what they're telling us is expect them now to be higher for longer. They've upgraded all of them in the upward direction. And that that's something that I think buyers should be educated and informed about. There are many buyers who are misled in the beginning of 2022. Hey, buy, uh, you know, interest rates are shooting up, buy and refinance later. Well, they're still waiting for that refinance opportunity. And I, and I think that they'll be waiting for a long time. Now, with how high they've gone, there's many buyers that have bought in 2022 where the rate's actually higher today than it was where they bought. So there is that. But if they would stretch themselves thin, uh, they're, not in a great, they're not in a great spot waiting for that refinance opportunity. They've been waiting quite some time, it looks like. That was an anomaly, 2.5, 2.75%, uh, 3% mortgage interest rates. That was a moment in time. 
that market's not coming back for agents that are waiting for that market to come back to get it going again they might as well get it going out of the business because now we're back to what we've always dealt with as real estate professionals hard difficult markets 2012 you had extremely high inventory but you couldn't get a showing right so you're having conversations with sellers over and over and over again that hey i can't get any showings on on your listing i'm trying to do this i'm trying to do that now you've got low inventory and buyers struggling with affordability and you're having conversations and trying to find in your house it's affordable okay it's always a hard market we're dealing with that it's it's not going away this is what you sign up for and that's why people get the biggest financial gains in their life through real estate because if it was easy everybody would do it not everybody is doing it it's up to the great real estate professionals to bring those opportunities forward even when things continue to uh, tighten up. Homebuyer traffic is right now falling again. Get used to that. Okay. Don't wait for a light switch. It's not coming. Okay. So just get used to the reality and widen the approach, help more people understand that, uh, traffic on phone calls, Friday, Saturday, and Sundays goes up, not down. The, the best data in the world shows you that Zillow realtor.com. They show you that, that the traffic in your given weeks is going to go up on those three days. Don't take those three days off if you're a real estate professional. So you're seeing that home buyer traffic is falling again. Expect that to be the case over the next four months. Don't, uh, you know, false hope or, or just expecting something to change is not the reality uh, of what's going to happen moving forward. And the reality is we, we just continue to see uh, a market condition that is uncertain, that is volatile. It's in our 10-year uh, treasury note, uh, 4.343. So we're up again today. And I would expect that the 30-year fix is going to continue to creep up today as everybody is awaiting Jerome Powell's talk tomorrow after today and tomorrow's meetings. We're at 7.28 yesterday to end the day on the 30-year fix. You could expect that to jump up again today. Tomorrow, we'll be taking the hot sheet off as we are hosting BAM Camp here in Naples, Florida. If you're coming to that tomorrow, cannot wait to see you. If you have to skip out on that and you're looking for something to do, next week, FUBCON is having their big event. It's an enormous event. Uh, there are so There's so many great speakers. I think they have, what, um, five keynotes? How many, how many keynotes is it? Uh, six legendary keynotes for FUBCON. Five hands-on uh, breakouts. 35 plus speakers and uh, zero filler. It's three action packed days. They get a band, they do a big party. It's an unbelievable event uh, for FUBCON tomorrow. Make sure that you get over to that, or not tomorrow, I'm sorry. BAM Camp is tomorrow. BAM Camp is tomorrow. Let me know if you're coming to that. But it's it's next week in LA. So if you're on the West Coast, you're looking for something uh, to really get going here on the end of the year and into next year use code bam underscore vip 30 to get 30 percent off your first ticket bam underscore vip 30 to get 30 percent off your first ticket you get 55 percent off your additional tickets using that code fubcon next week in la 25th through the 28th hope everybody has a great day hope to see some of you guys at bam camp tomorrow uh we can't wait to deliver on that we've got a mastermind later today for those that are in the uh, VIP experience here for BAM Camp. And I'll be back on Thursday, taking tomorrow hot sheet off because all of our producers will be working hard on BAM Camp um, and getting some content into our, you know, for our BAMX members uh, as well as some content to promote uh, future events. All right. Uh, I will be back here on Thursday. We'll go through everything on the FOMC meeting Thursday morning. 
So until then, have a great day and toodaloo.